Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am your host, Nick. I'm Matt. And we are here to pull a random monster from a random monster manual. But before we get into that, we've got some some pretty exciting news. Matt, as we've joked before, we cannot escape the Dragon, right? That is correct. That being said, as of the recording of this episode, the Dragon episode came out this week, and we got our first review. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's Dragon-specific, which is, I mean, they must have been so moved by the Dragon that it's 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 literally all about the Dragon. Okay. Uh, so l- let's uh, let's take a little read of that, that bad boy. I agree that the Dragon doesn't present a lot of interesting combat options. I might use it as a creature in a transmutation wizard's lab. The illustration you guys put up on Instagram, which is the one right out of the book, looks pretty cool, though. I get a sphinxness from it. It might be cool to use it as a quest beast, make it one of a kind. That yeah. is the way to do it, I think. I think that's the only way to do it. Yep, I think he nailed it. Is is make it make it so unique and integral to the story that it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to have cool features or whatever. Like it's that's the MacGuffin. Yep. Make the dragon the MacGuffin, and then that's that's a way to use it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if your hands are tied to use the dragon, I think. Yeah. Because you, like, I think, like we've all said, combat's not really an option. It, I mean, it, it is, but it's it's meh. It, yeah, exactly. It's a meh option. Yeah. So thank you for your feedback on that. Absolutely. Please, everybody else, if you're listening, let us know what you think about any of the creatures. Go to fecklessmomes.com and fill out the little information form right on the homepage. It'll send a link on over to us. I'll get that email, and we can talk about whatever you're thinking about these monsters that we pull out. Any other news from you, Matt? No, I have no news. You're just shocked. I'm just, I'm shocked (laughs) that that is what spurred our first It's the Dragon, I know, right? (laughs) So uh, with that, that being taken care of, Matt is going to do the honors today. Matt, why don't you dive in? And let us know what we're looking at. All right. Jump in your DeLorean and head way back to the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Monster Manual. AD&D, baby. All the way. Black and white pictures, the whole nine yards. We are on page 72. And there's not a whole lot of flavor text in this one. There's not a whole lot of anything. Yeah, that's true. In any of those those monsters. Yeah, you'll see why, though. These creatures are snake-like creatures with good brains and magical abilities. With good brains? It says good brains. I don't know. (laughs) I'd like to know the entry where it's a snake-like creature with a bad brain. Right. We need to find it. They are encountered in in warm climes in most cases. There are three different subspecies, I guess you could say. Okay. That have their own flavor text. Oh, Okay. There's the guardian version, the spirit version, and the water version. Are these Naga? They are Naga. Ah, nailed it. Yep, you got it. It's the good brain threw me off. Yeah, I I think that threw everybody off. <laughs> good brain. Yeah, I think that's a CBS uh, drama coming the, in the, the fall. The good brain. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I specifically wanted to do an old... Entry. Yeah, it's been a today. while since we've seen one of these really old books. Yeah, and I wanted to see just how different it was from 
the ones that we've been doing that mm-hmm. have a lot of information, both in terms of stat blocks, but also in history and, and flavor sure. and, and ways you can use it. Yeah. So this is definitely interesting. And it it's, you know, they did a very good job, I would say, as the series progressed in mm-hmm. terms of making it a lot more accessible yeah. than, than what you see in this advanced D&D here. Yeah, but remember these these came from D and D stemmed from those old war gaming oh, yeah. games. So maybe it made more sense. Maybe the numbers made more sense. Sure, based where where they came from. I'm not sure. I don't know the the. I mean, I guess I'd call that source material, I suppose, or the the yeah. granddaddy of this. But uh, yeah, those numbers, just like the art, the numbers progressed. Exactly, and kind of evolved and we saw a devolution at some point yep. but you know they 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 they've in comparing the one to the other is 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 pretty drastic yeah they uh they definitely seem to have taken the the fact that there are were more people playing D than probably playing the war games yeah and then used that to make it more accessible and probably used those uh, those suggestions Mm-hmm. And, and kind of took it to heart yeah, with they, further evolutions of the the series here. Yeah, they revamped it to be its own thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's see. So there, like I said, there are three different kinds of naga: the guardian, spirit, and the water version. Um, all good brains. All all good brains. Every last one of them. Yes. A good brain on on those naga. The there's a frequency for each of the three. Right. Yep. Um, the Guardian Naga is very rare, Spirit is rare, and the Water is uncommon. Okay. So you're not going to find these all over the place. Um, let's see. That I wonder I wonder the context of that in general because if you want your characters to run up into something no matter how rare if you, there there is only one Tarask, but if you want your characters to run into a Tarask, they run into a Tarask. That's true. I wonder So what's the point of the frequency there? That's a good point. Again, maybe, maybe it's a numbers thing that we just we just don't know the relevance. True, true, or maybe something almost like a um, a recharge on a power where hmm. if they meet one, it's suggested that they don't meet another one for oh. a couple days or, okay. or a couple miles or something like that. Yeah, maybe there's a chart in one of the other handbooks that we don't even know. Exactly, you know, that That's that you cross reference. Yep, the armor class for. In in order, guardian spirit then water is three, four, and five. Well, this is Thaco, so yeah, so that's good, and it, and it makes sense in terms of the was it super what is it rare, uncommon, uh, very rare, rare and uncommon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, no, I realize that it's a it's a different animal, but just seeing, you know, fifteen, twenty, thirty, oh, yeah, and then going yeah. all the way back to single digits kind of throws you off a little bit at first glance so five is the weakest armor class yep but how weak is that you know i wonder what average that's a good point are there levels do they do they give actual levels like how does that even work well they have hit dice okay so So maybe that's how they determined it's possible yeah because guardian is 11 to 12 spirit is 9 to 10 and then water is 7 to 8 okay which tracks that they should all be relatively straight down the line in terms of armor class as well. Yep. Okay. I'm starting to to decipher here. Yeah, it's we're we're pecking away at it. Is there any 
actual like lore in there? Is there any sure. descriptive? Okay. Yep. For your guardian Naga says, wise and good guardian Naga are found principally in sacred places, guarding treasure of lawful good minions or as watchers over some evil. In addition mm. to poisonous biting for one to six points of damage and constricting for two to eight points, a guardian Naga can spit poison at an individual creature at up to three feet, three foot range. And if the victim fails to make its saving throw. Oh gosh, saving throws. Versus in, in poison, AD&D. the spittle will kill. Whoa. What? Yeah. One single fail? That, if you read the text, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Exactly. Guardian Naga also had the ability to use clerical spells as if they were six-level clerics. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're covered in green-gold scales with silvery triangles along the back. Their eyes are golden. Okay. So those are uh, – their alignment is lawful good. Yeah. It's, sounds it, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could probably tell by the flavor text. The Spirit Naga, totally evil. Whoa. Did yeah. not expect that. Chaotic and, evil. And yet even. they have good brains. They, yeah. <laughs> Totally evil spirit Naga seek to do harm whenever and wherever possible. They prefer dwelling in ruined, dismal, or subterranean places. In addition to a poisonous bite for one to three hit points damage, these monsters can permanently charm, as a charm spell, any humanoid creature that meets a gaze of these monsters unless a saving throw versus paralyzation is made. Finally, spirit Naga are able to use magical and clerical spells at fifth ability level of magic use and fourth level clerical ability. They're black, scaled with crimson bands. Their heads are bulbous and have a very human appearance, even to coloration and hair. Hmm. That's creepy. And then the water Naga, which are the, uh, I guess, the little, little brother of all of them. Yeah, right. Found only in clear, fresh water, these creatures are curious, but quite neutral in attitude. They seldom attack unless threatened or attacked first, as they generally inhabit places many feet beneath the surface of a pool, lake, or river, they are seldom disturbed in their lair. In addition to their poisonous bite, for one to four points of damage, water naga are able to employ magic spells, excluding those which deal with fire, of fifth level Hmm. ability. Makes sense. They're emerald green to turquoise in reticulated pattern with chocolate brown and pale jade green or dark gray and olive. Their eyes are pale green to bright amber. That's a lot more detail than I expected. It's pretty descriptive. Yeah. yeah. So Naga are snake body, humanoid head. Yep. Sometimes they have arms. It doesn't look like they do in that picture. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's anything... In the text, either yeah, for, at least for this version of sure. the Naga, sure. And if they if they can just cast spells, I guess you don't really need yeah. And it, the the way it the way it sounds is that they're they're all Naga. Yep. Your water Naga is your mundane, and then you just have the good ones and the bad ones who who have a a higher purpose essentially. Pretty much, yeah. They're and. They're not wild animals either. They're like sentient creatures. Oh, they have e- good brains. Even <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. We need to see if there's anything else in there that, that could be either a wild animal or not and see if it mentions a good brain. That's true. We need to do a deep dive in the AD&D monster manual. <laughs> good brain just seems like something you would say to like Algernon or Lenny. Oh, yeah. Like, L- Lenny's got a bad brain. He, yes. <laughs> he just tells people he has a bad brain. <laughs> And then he pets the rabbit. Yes. Good. The good brain. That's 
I think I think we'll drop off the dragon here since we've gotten we finally gotten a response yeah. to the dragon and it'll be good brain. Yeah. It'll be good brain from here on out. Yeah. Absolutely. It's interesting. It almost feels like like you said, the water naga is fairly mundane, and then the other two are almost could almost be construed as deities or like spiritual beasts based on like religious yeah. subtext even. They feel substantially more powerful. Oh yeah, they definitely are. Just well, I guess the water naga has spell casting. So just just by virtue of being levels higher, but it the the description in there, there's such reverence compared to the water naga, you know? Oh yeah. The water naga description could be anything, could be a goblin or or some little weenie. But the 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 other two, they feel it feels like these are really potent Yeah. Important creatures. They're worshipped almost, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they could be. You know, oh, they, sure. they could be. They could be used as a lot like the kobolds worshiping dragons. You know, it's not as drastic a jump, yep. but like, who knows? Like some, I know we keep going back to bullywugs, but some bullywugs in a swamp. True, they're terrified, and and so they worship this this evil. Uh, what is it? Spirit. The spirit S- naga. Spirit. Yeah. Is Why is it a evil. spirit? I wonder. I'm not sure. Guardian totally makes sense. Yep. Spirit, not so much. Yeah, that might be something I would play with in terms of the name just yeah. to make it a little bit more sinister or something. Yeah. Not that you ever need to give your PCs the name of the critter they're fighting, you no, know. That's but true. Yeah, it'd be a good even just something to hold over the players' heads in like a a, a campaign that they're dealing with the 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 Wanti, Yanti. 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 Yeah. Something like that. Hmm. where it's uh, just a higher form of this this creature, maybe something that they want to ascend to okay, or yeah. something. Yeah, you could certainly tie those together. Yeah. Especially given the different, the very different iterations of the Yonti that, that you have. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first read about that, that was just crazy that you could have so many different, like, some pieces of snake and some pieces oh, of human. different physical, and, yeah, exactly. absolutely. So, so a naga with a humanoid head and a serpentine body is not necessarily out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's the maybe that's the perfect form. You know, exactly. You know, exactly. May, maybe your version of the Yanti worship this thing, and they believe in reincarnation and and how good or bad they've they've been based on their definitions of good and bad of course determines how snake-like they actually become yeah you know it's a lot like lolf and the driders and the drow yep you know they the it's that's a weird relationship i'm sure we'll we'll get to them eventually but sure but they they the driders are highly regarded they're priestesses because they're as they are made in her image yeah in lolf's image yeah yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I can definitely see being able to center a campaign around around this specific endpoint, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. You know, getting to the Naga, whether it's combat or not. Sure. You know, finding that as your, your stopping point, it definitely le- lends itself very easily to, okay, let's build a civilization around it. Let's... Mm-hmm. You know, even build a, a 
whole island around this yeah, thing. Yeah, right, right. You know, especially the water nugget because those you can, you know, you use those to populate. And you don't necessarily yeah. have to obviously uh, go by the frequency that we have on here. Yeah. So, you know, every couple pools or ponds or whatever, mm-hmm. you got a water nugget in there. Yeah. And even if you don't, just the threat should be enough. Right, right. But they, the description made it seem like they wouldn't, they wouldn't start anything if they didn't have to. True. You know, but give them a reason to, I suppose. Exactly. And maybe reason is just word from their higher oh, power. Oh, sure. Right. Right. Yeah. I see the, I see the spirit Naga as, is almost being like, almost like a mob boss, just like controlling her oh, minions yeah. out of just by using fear, you know? That would definitely be cool. Yeah. I see this given given that this is AD&D and this was like the only monster manual that there was at the time. Yep. I can see this being a very very valid option for I guess a big big bad for for lack of a better term, sure. you know. Yeah. But we've seen there are so many other options. I I don't see this as being a I think I'd be disappointed as a player to 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 learn that that the whole arc is based on Naga, you know. Even if it was the beginning arc, say you started at level one, mm-hmm. and maybe the beginning arc is going to take you on this island, and it's you know from maybe levels one to three or something along those lines. Do oh, you... and that's oh, I, I was thinking like the full campaign. Oh no, no, no! no. Okay. I would definitely not use that as the full campaign. Okay, it would then just yeah. Be... Yeah, it would be that first, the first chapter. Sure. Maybe. Yes, I can see that for okay. sure. All right. Yeah. And then go from there in terms of, well, I guess you don't have to. I was thinking go from there in terms of following through with like the serpentness, but you don't necessarily have to. You could no. always just go there. There, This temple is overrun with Naga and you need to get whatever's in the temple. Sure. Done. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I think it would be a fun thing to do almost an island hopping campaign where mm. you have something like this that is almost madagascar-esque where it's very isolated mm-hmm. and yeah. this is your your serpent island and this mm-hmm. is your goblin island mm-hmm. or something along those lines yeah maybe not goblins because you would think they'd have a little bit more i don't want to say intelligence because we all know goblins but they create boats and, and branch yeah. out but you know what i mean like goblins do not have a good brain they do not have a good – it's debatable whether they have a brain. And that that gives you a good opportunity to play with a lot of aquatic creatures. Yeah. There are so many out there, and it's so rare. Like, it's so, so rare that I see a game set in, in the water, underwater, on yeah. the water, wherever. And you can come up with as many excuses as you want to get players underwater. Absolutely. High powerful wizard with that ca- gives them water breathing. Boom, done. They have a pearl or something that allows them to breathe, which makes it even more important when they do grapples or get pickpocketed or whatever that yeah. they make sure they have that pearl. Exactly. So that that is a good option to put in, especially if it's island hopping and you're going almost thematically in certain areas. Like that's a great way to play with all of these things. For it sure. really is. For sure. And, I mean, everybody is used to the 
the dungeon delve or the overland mm. campaign mm. or something along those lines. But going I agree. in the woods, going into a cave, it's all yeah. yeah. In the water, like you said, is sorely underused yeah. in terms of just a campaign um, setting. Mm-hmm. And you know, even even just on the water, even like just sailing or something along yeah, right, those lines right. yeah. as well. And that obviously that opens it up to being able to go underwater very easily and mm-hmm. whatnot as well. Yeah. So it's something that I think I think DMs and, and future DMs should really consider just throwing in, even if it's, you know, a, a session, a couple sessions, yeah, something right. along those lines. Yeah. Give them a, a MacGuffin to, to find underwater. Yeah. It'll be a and fun change of pace. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if you're worried about underwater combat rules and all that, just... Just do it like normal. Figure it out as the as the yeah, as the it, wizard gave them the the breathing spell. They can swim. It's exactly. fine. It's done. And it, and not worrying too much about those rules allows you to have three what two two dimensional or three. It would be two. Di- three no, it would be three dimensional. three dimensional. You could have three dimensional combat. Yeah, which would be really difficult using minis, but it's possible. They make that they make stands and like clear stands to, I was to say, judge. It's like the three D chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be really cool. Definitely, I think that that's something that that scares people away, both players and DMs alike. Yeah. Not only the the underwater combat rules, but the the whole three dimensional combat because mm-hmm. there are so many different variables to consider. But if you're comfortable with your party and they're comfortable with you. There's no reason not to give it a shot. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then voila, you wash up on land in the next session. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it could make a fun challenge for your casters. Oh, yeah. If if they're they're used to fireball and ice bolt, then they got to figure out what they're going to use. Yeah. Could be really cool. That would be fun. Yeah. And just the, the image of even a water naga. Just bearing down on yeah. on them. Like on, undulating through the sea. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be an interesting thing. And it it lends itself to some very cool kind of NPC moments as well, being that these are so intelligent. Yeah. They're not just random hate-filled boss or something like right. that. Like yeah. You could have a good conversation with them. They make for a good end-of-chapter boss. Mm-hmm where you can get some exposition and maybe learn something more about the grander story than sure. than what uh, you first knew. Yeah, there there is there is potential there and say say we're looking at AD&D and we see the Naga and we think, "Oh, that's that is a cool option. Pull out the 5e book. Pull out Oh yeah. Pull out uh Cobalt Press stuff." Yeah, guarantee you there, and there's more than just water spirit and and guard nagas. Yep, in in any number of those, I, I there's I know there's swamp and there's this and there's that. They're all sorts. Pick and choose. Exactly. Drop your drop the skin on the one you want, and you're golden. Or the ones you know, if you're if it if it is a a three to four level arc, you know, you're going to be seeing. Presumably a handful, at least. So, yeah. so vary it and 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 give them some good flavor. Yeah, and that would just make it more fun if you saw more than one. Yeah. Obviously, it would be cool to have this one, you know, goal at the end. But just to have an island populated with these different kinds mm-hmm. 
even if they're not all aggressive, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah. Then it's still something that you want to add that flavor to to your PC's environment. Yeah. Yeah, the the more the more you paint the picture, the more immersed they will be. Exactly. And that's not to say that you have to have every single type of naga and or every single type of goblin to make it a well-painted picture. You don't want to make it too busy, but also just an island filled with water naga may not be may not hold their attention. Yeah. You know, it's for for the World of Warcraft listeners out there, just think about it, a zone that's filled with one single type of enemy and you just blindly hack your way through because yeah. you got to get to the next zone. It's just all skeletons. Yeah. And that's just boring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I get it, man. It's, it's an interesting enough creature where it will allow you to do more with it than mm-hmm. just... Just snakes or just just skeletons or something along those lines. Right. Just the Fraugashar. Exactly. Exactly. So, I I mean, how can you go wrong with a good brain? That's right. I think that's the the lesson that we've learned today. So, I think you knew this was coming, but Nick, (laughs) one of ten good brains. (laughs) I would give it five. I think... I think there's a little more than just fodder here mm-hmm. with our variations and things. Sure. But it, it like I said earlier, it feels it, it it doesn't feel epic enough. It doesn't feel really unique enough to be something that is a a long lasting villain or MacGuffin or whatever. Yeah. You're probably not gonna look back two years down the line and say, hey, remember when we fought that Naga yeah. or talked to that Naga or yeah. something? Yeah. Unless you set up a really wacky combat or something or a really clever combat and they – or they they just – they break they break the game and then they're like, remember how we screwed over the DM when we fought those Naga? There has to be a lot of extenuating circumstances yeah. for the Naga to be fairly memorable. Yeah. Sure. And it, it's, it just so happens that the Naga were there when the thing happened. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think – I think five. I think five works. I think that's fair. Yeah. That cool. is Yeah, they've they've got they've got they've got the lowest tier of potential, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's cool, but not the it doesn't jump out at you immediately with, okay, do this or there's there's something just waiting on the tip of your yeah. tongue. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't inspire you you really have to you have to work to make them work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know what? Maybe part of that is because of the entry that we're looking at. But that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, if we did open up to Cobalt Press or f- even the Five E Manual, like m- maybe they're in. Maybe there's something in there. Yep, I totally get it. But based on on this one from AD and D, yeah, and and that's not to say that you you should skip over every creature that doesn't immediately inspire you. If you if you just like the idea or or if if it fits in, do a little extra homework, figure it out. Sure, you know. Well, I mean, we just saw this, you know, half an hour ago. Yeah, it the dragon inspired nothing in the two of us. Yeah, yeah, we got a message from someone that was inspired, even if it was just a little bit mm-hmm. by the dragon. Yeah, exactly. So, 
potential. They saw the potential that we did not. Exactly. So hopefully someone out there sees the potential for the for the AD&D Naga and does the research and thinks, oh, they will be able to fit into my game. Let's see how they've evolved, how they've developed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Great. I like it. Cool. Well, that's it. Five good brains for the Naga. And uh, that's it for another week of Random Encounters. Come on back next week for another random monster pulled from a random monster manual. Thank you so much for listening. 